Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Moby's Mask Adventure Path. Bum, bum. This usually be the point where I just say, when last we left our heroes. However, we're going we're gonna to do something a little bit different today. A little, uh, a little change of pace, a little difference. Instead of uh, going through our recap, we're going to jump back into our narrative. However, we're going to put the narrative that we have on hold for a moment. We're going to jump way back into our narrative. When last we left our hero, oh. Sagira Mabe, departing from her compatriots, the doorkeepers of the Duat, had made her way from their, their long-time home away from home in the city of Wati, way back in the, uh, the much more reasonably priced inn <laughs> <laughs> of the Tooth and Hookah had left her companions there, had made her way into the city, had made her way to the necropolis to meet with the Viper and to, albeit temporarily, or at the very least a, uh, a contractual manner, rejoin the Faded. After that point, Sagira had left with the Viper, disappearing into the necropolis, and as far as our narrative until now has been, never to be seen again. Mm. As we begin... The wind whistles slowly through the deserted streets of the necropolis of Wati. The moon hangs high, and the night is dark and full. A single, sleek shadow emerges from the darkness, and the soft tread, tread, tread of large feline paws. As the sleek form of Isra steps from the shadows, followed a half second later by the equally sleek and athletic form of Sagira Mabe. Welcome back. We get a little round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> the ranger, however, isn't alone. She follows Isra to this point, a point that she knows, glances around, her trained eyes looking over the ground, knowing that this many days having passed, there are no tracks here next to where the ass fell from the mm. rooftops into this alleyway. The battered remains of one of these undead still lays nearby. You've passed dozens and dozens, scores, possibly hundreds of bodies on your way to here, collapsed and toppled over, driven to destruction by the call pulse on Eurus released mere days ago. As we're now way back in our narrative again, yeah. a second figure steps out, his traditional cloak discarded or left behind. A tall, well thin man somewhat weathered by his growing years, with a pronounced, not quite pronounced, but a perceptible limp. The viper steps up alongside Sagira, looks down over the sand up the alleyway. So this is it. This is the last time that any of his men saw him? I mean, this is probably also where that bear guy got bitten and turned into a gas. So it seems like a good place to start. As good as any, I would suppose. Yep. The viper kneels in the sand, glances up and down the path. Two shadows emerge from the surrounding streets. Segura, you don't know these people. Am I expecting these people? You've traveled with them so far. Okay. The first figure approaches from the south, from the way that you've come. This is a woman who seems to have faded in and out of the shadows as you've made your way further. Uncomfortably quiet. Heather, uh, why don't you why don't you yeah. describe this character for us? Oh, Heather's here, by the way. Yeah, I'm here. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, it's not just me and Jessica. No. <laughs> uh, she's tall, uh, almost six foot, slender build. Her body is wrapped in uh, linen wrappings, much like mummy would be. Over this, she wears leather armor. No, actually, I'm thinking wearing elven chain. I lied. Elven chain and, you know, boots and things like that over the wrapping. She wears a long, thick cloak that looks like it would be way too hot to be wearing in the desert during the day. You know, it's a little bit chillier at night, but still. It drapes around her, concealing most of her form, and she has the hood pulled low, and the bottom half of her face is covered by a veil. You can see a thin strip of skin, like, around her eyes, but other than that, she's completely covered in her clothing or the wrappings. A scimitar hangs at her side. Sagira, I believe, uh, has been a bit. Sagira has knowledge local. She does. I believe you successfully identified Unwrapped the Harmony? dark folk before. 
Yeah. And would recognize this as a member of that species. Yeah. Although, again, she's pretty tall for one of your uh, creeper friends. It's true. The viper looks back. Wolf, have we been followed? I don't see anyone. Good. That would be unfortunate. And have you seen any signs of other passage? No. Unfortunate. Well, thank you, of course. A second figure, a man this time, makes his way from further down the street. This man had broken off as you approached where the Fated had hidden previously. Their lair, their building there, where you'd had to battle against Berg, the alchemist turned gas that had nearly murdered you and Sudi both in a uh, rather horrible fight where uh, it proves how unfair it is to give someone who has sneak attack a uh, paralysis attack. (laughs) Yeah. It was fine. As this man makes his approach, Jordan, who are we looking at? So... The man walks unconcernedly through the streets of bodies that are littered. You say that all in pictures, him like lighting a cigarette, <laughs> he's just walking down, just puffing away. Uh, his clothes are unabashedly flamboyant with bright colors that are meant to draw attention to him. Uh, he has a masterfully crafted cane, a backpack that feels overly full. Uh, and just a dagger at his side. And he seems unconcerned and rather jovial and enthusiastic about the adventure as he would just strut up to everyone. Uh, He is 5'10", rather skinny, black hair and brown eyes. Clearly has the look of somebody who is not necessarily an athlete. Uh, He's a little bit lanky and thin. I think you mentioned he was uh he's kind of approaching middle age uh yeah he's also a little bit older uh he is in his early 30s yeah so he's starting to get jaded <laughs> getting one. ready to lose those stat points yeah getting ready to lose stat points for one um, <laughs> well yeah he's he's all, what he loses he also gains but uh no he's sure. just uh it just looks a lot more weathered i think from than everybody else here because he's a little jaded. older except for the uh viper I assume the Viper's older than 32. Please be older than 32. Uh, no one's entirely positive his exact age, but you believe he's in his early 40s. Woo! All right, I'm not the oldest person here. Crucible. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> you cannot be serious! <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Have we seen these people before? Is this like my first time seeing this guy? No, uh, everyone I'm introducing, you've seen. Okay. You, you, these are all the people that were standing with the Viper when you met him outside of the Necropolis. I'm going to say quietly to the Viper, are you sure that you trust this clown man? He's a little more flamboyant than even I. Seems like a bad thing? He has his uses. All right. How's it going? <laughs> This is going to be hard, I can tell. It's going fine. It's just he's suddenly, he's just a creeper. (laughs) Hey, guys. How are you doing? Oh, God, I love it. It's just as well as last time we talked, uh, buddy. Is there any signs of anyone returning back to the hideout? Oh, no. No, there's just uh, poor Berg there. Unfortunately, there's no sign of anybody. And Berg remains quite dead. Oh, we, he was dead. We left him real dead. Well, he's not back on his feet yet, and I assume he's going to stay that way. Oh, well. He was very deadly. Uh, just like I taught him. So proud. I killed your apprentice. Well, I assume so. I he, mean... He was aghast. He, well, of course. And if he's an undead monster, he has to be put down. That's totally normal and just the way things are. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Well, I'll lose a little sleep. The final two figures approach. Rach, why don't you describe the first figure that approaches? Well, she's probably not noticed quite at first because she is pretty short. My character looks like a cinnamon roll, but could kill you. <laughs> so she's wearing brown wrap. Okay, all right. For those of you not familiar, I don't even know sweet, what sweet area that, that will, yeah. No, no, it's like the reference where it's like, you know, looks like a cinnamon roll, but could kill you, like could kill you, but really is a cinnamon roll. I've never roll. heard You've never heard reference. people That's being called speak. a sweet little okay. cinnamon roll, really? No. Oh, no, we've definitely made that, that reference before, but never on this show. It's a Tumblr thing. Yeah. So our Tumblr fans will understand that my character looks like a cinnamon roll, but she could kill you. But you need for to explain non, what that is. For our non-English first language speakers. <laughs> she looks... Innocent and sweet, almost yeah, very sweet. 
but she can turn into the most horrendous grin and backstab you faster than anything with a drop of a hat. <laughs> How does someone look like that? Well, she's uh, she's very short, so she's very unassuming. People, how short is she? She's four foot ten. Oh, she's oh, way oh wow. Yeah, I'm four foot ten. She has uh, shoulder length hair that's kind of braided up into like little coils on the back of her neck. Uh, she has uh, typically hazel green eyes, but honestly, they change day to day, um, and nobody quite knows why in the group. And she doesn't bother giving any of that information away. Very well. Okay. And the viper gestures this woman forward, following along behind her. And as a, a special treat, for those of you who follow uh, our social media or for all of our, uh, our Patreon supporters out there, first off, thank you. You'll be familiar that in our, our Patreon playthrough of the Tyrant's Grasp Adventure Path, we had expanded our cast. And while this is not a permanent addition here, this seemed like a prime opportunity to introduce our wider base to the inestimable talents of one, Mr. Ross Coggin. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Yay! I mean... Also, what a build-up, jeez. He's a viper. I, uh, hope I live up to that, because, uh, oh. Welcome to Mummy's Mask, Ross. Hi. God, way to lay the pressure on. I know, right? It's really dry here. <laughs> it's really dry here, but there's still a lot of dead, so... Mm. Actually, they're all dead right now. That's true. Well, I just meant it's like like dry because it's sandy. And no, no, I got you. I was oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Talking about that. Ross is thirsty. Uh, I, I'm always thirsty, actually. No. So yes, Ross will be joining us for this uh, this little excursion, this little experiment this that we're doing faded today. Faded tail, if you will. <laughs> faded tails, <laughs> and you will, uh-huh. and you will. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Ross, why don't we go ahead and get a description for our, uh, our fifth member of the. Uh, the crew here, Viper and the gang. Very well. As Zephyr stands forward, you can immediately tell that uh, he stands out uh, being approximately six feet three inches tall with a wiry build. Um, he is a half-orc by features, and certainly with his pronounced tusks, it's no secret what his parentage is. He has shaved his head entirely bald. Um, you can only see the olivish skin that he has, probably once again due to his parentage, as well as a rather long beard that goes down his neck. By uh, is braided by a single platinum ring, unadorned with any special engravings or anything, but still rather expensive, probably. Beyond that, he wears mostly uh, tight-fitting clothes of browns and uh, sandy colors, uh, mostly to blend in, despite the fact that he's so large he almost seems to disappear from view as if though it's simply hard to keep him in sight for too long of course for Sagira half orcs are odd half orcs are extraordinarily rare in the south particularly in a, a more out of the way community such as uh, Wati which might have a larger catfolk population than the half orc <laughs> population <laughs> you mean there was more than one catfolk besides Sudi? Yes, Sudi left and the population was cut in half. Oh. One other cat folk. Oh. <laughs> but there's only one half orc, so... The wonderful thing about Zephyr is that he's the only one. It's true. Hmm. The viper nods to the towering man in the back. Zephyr nods back. Any sign of any other tracks? Do your animals tell you anything? They've been mostly silent on the matter, but I haven't noticed anything myself either. Hmm. It is a nice night for it, isn't it? Yes, it's rather pleasant here without the overabundance of flesh-eating monsters. I know, it's actually very nice in here. I can see why you like it here. It was fine when there still were undead. It's a little boring without them. One man's boredom is another man's paradise. This is paradise, I have concerns for you. Well, we have other matters to attend to. Remind me to write on yours a thank you letter, Sagira. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Zephyr. He turns to the smaller woman, almost comedically overshadowed by the towering half-orc. Mm-hmm. I believe, Planchette, then it's your show. Mm. It's not always a good thing. Well, I'm afraid our more mundane measures have failed us. Unless you just want to guess. Well, or the dance hall. 
I don't want to go there. Let's go to the dance hall. Seems like death there. <laughs> <laughs> All of us are like, wait, we don't even have ranks and knowledge local, and we know that's a bad idea. <laughs> this isn't a one-shot Rick. I feel like you'd be like, I love dancing. <laughs> I, well, I, to be fair, very good dancer. Not at all because he has a 10 dexterity. So. <laughs> I mean, I'll ask which direction we should go. Might be a bit. Are you going to do some weird magic stuff? Oh, anybody can join if they'd like. All right. It's quite a show if you've never seen it. I've seen some weird things. I'm pretty sure you ran screaming the first time. Oh, yes. It's the best horror show in town. So is it fun or is it scary? Both. A little bit of both. All right. (laughs) Does it help you if I join in? Do we have to, like, hold hands, sing kumbaya? Get possessed by evil spirits? (laughs) I don't want to be possessed. I was possessed once. It did (laughs) suck. If it'll help, then sure. I'll stick around. Well, it's more that once I do this... You guys will need to ask the questions. I can't exactly do it myself. Chigara looks at you. Why not? Well, because they'll be speaking through me. Oh, right. You're not used to this. No, I was possessed once. Is it like that? Similar. Okay. Only it's voluntary. Sometimes Aricetti was pretty helpful. So I can see why you do that. Who? Oh, she lived in this ring I had. And she would possess me sometimes. It's a whole thing. She doesn't still do it, does she? Oh, no, I don't have the ring anymore. She was really in love with my catfolk friend. Hmm. I think we should get on with matters. Probably best to do it inside. There's the death house. Perfumery. There's a dead guy in there. It smells bad. Zephyr, Wolf, grab the body. We'll bring it inside and speak with him. Certainly, boss. The six of you, seven counting the feline, make your way in. Isra eyes the group suspiciously, but sticks close to Segura's side. I give her scratches. You easily lay out the body upon one of the nearby slabs. At one point used for sleeping arrangements here, probably at one point after that used as a burial location before its occupant got up and shambled off. Feasibly being this very person. I suppose you lay the body out the, the diminutive form of Planchette. Folds her legs, gets herself comfortable, establishes a circle. Everyone ready? Yep. Wonderful. Always. Don't be alarmed now. So, basically, I'm calling forth this person's spirit into me. You'll have roughly seven questions you can ask? I don't think I'll need that many. All right. So, Planchette, uh, I guess probably... I don't know what she does, really. Probably so. She probably grabs hands with the two people next to her, gives them a, a shocking little grin... She purposely tries to make people feel unnerved. <laughs> Does that and thing where you like tickle their f- hands with your finger? Maybe a little <laughs> bit, just to those that she thinks it'll bother. <laughs> and then... Um, Who all is in the circle? I'm Wolf, in the circle. Wolf would sit down. I'll sit in the circle, sure. Sure. Everybody in the circle. Except for the viper. No, the viper's, no, the viper's oh, in the circle. I've got questions. The six of you sit in the circle. The strange woman calls upon her unearthly powers. There's that odd thing where... Um, how many of you have light sources with you? I have dark vision, so I don't really do that. I mean, I've got sun rods. I could have cast light on something. Okay. I, uh, I, mean, I mean, would need it. I don't need it. I don't need it either. Well, okay. some of us need to see. <laughs> Why are we always all dark vision? Yeah. The viper, strangely, despite being human, doesn't seem to need it either. Uh, somebody's got an archetype. Or, or special glasses. Lenses. Really? Yeah. I'm the only one that needs a light source? No, I do too. Okay. You're not I, got, I can see in all darkness, including magical darkness. So the, the light you're carrying, I'm going to guess on cast on one of your shawls or on an amulet or something that you're wearing. The light that you're carrying seems to dim. Towards the edge of your consciousness, you hear this this kind of whispering sound. The collective group does before this tiny form kind of shudders. Her eyes roll back to just whites. And she opens her mouth as it seems almost like puffs of mist, like cold air come out. An odd voice comes out from her throat. Where am I? What Uh. has happened here? The viper leans forward. I'm terribly sorry, but I'm afraid that you're dead. (laughs) And put at rest. We will return you to your proper abode so that your body may rest in peace. However... Before you expired, again, you were faced with a young man. Fair skin, dark hair. The boy. Yes, the boy. Where did he go? North. He fled north through the streets. Couldn't pursue him. The fall broke my body. 
the others. He went north? Yes. Thank you. And you will return my body. He squeezes the medium's hand as she snaps back out of her trance. I think we have what we need. Fair enough. Oof, I think this time. is a good enough place for him to rest, isn't he? Shall we continue? He probably came Absolutely. from here anyway. Mm. At least he's inside. Can I roll my lore from the Acropolis? What's north of here? Uh, sure. Let's see. I get a 25 on lore for the Necropolis. No. Rip, whipping out those lore skills. Yeah, I get to. Uh, also, I get to pull back out the map of Wati. <laughs> oh, hey. I've missed kinda, you, beautiful city. I was going to say, it's kind of funny because like, I feel like I know that city the best because we spent so long there. The only place you can think of straight north from here is the dust parlor. Straight north from here is the dust hall. The undead even avoid it. Oh, it must be something especially magical. That's where I would hide from undead then. It's the old gambling hall. Under the new moon, you can see lights from within the windows. Probably full of all kinds of ghosties. Probably not. We'll make our way north and see what we can find. Any of the other dead that we run into, we can perform additional seances if necessary. Do you have a limit on how many times you can do that? Are there a limit to how many spirits are in the world? Probably. Technically, yes, but I see what you're going with. Good. You followed along nicely. He gives you, like, just a just a great grin. <laughs> North, then. Let us go quickly. You return to benighted city streets. You make your way north. Anyone that wants to may make me a survival check. Nope. Lord, do I even have that? I get a 27. I get a 10. I get a nine. I don't have survival. Uh, oh, I rolled it untrained anyway. Like just to- oh, Cam. It's just a wisdom. <laughs> Seriously? Woo! Seriously? No, that is not a critical giggle. That is- That's a fail That's laugh. That's the opposite <laughs> That's the failure giggle. giggle. Yeah, failure laugh is what that is. That's the failure laugh. So uh, that's a two. <laughs> You're like, gets outside. <laughs> I think. I got a 13. That's yeah. not bad. And a follow-up question. How many of you people stealth? I do. I do. Me stealth. I do. Yay! I have max ranks. Oh, wait, no, I lied. By me stealthing, I mean I have a zero dexterity and thus do not stealth. What is your problem? (laughs) What? That is Sagira asking. (laughs) If we want to stealth, I can take invisibility potions and go invisible for like seven minutes at a time. He's more like, instead of I have an app for that, I have a potion for that. Basically. Does the Viper have stealth synergy? No. Ugh. He's a oh. lone wolf. But I'm Ching. Oh, I didn't mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lone snake. She's a lone wolf. Why? Lone. Why is it that I? I. Anytime we're talking about the viper, I always think of that YouTube video where he bites the the water balloon and he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway, never think of that. Are we stealthing? I'm stealthing. I'm stealthing. I'm, I'm stealthing. I would be fine with stealthing. You, you don't need to roll the stealth, but I'm just curious. That's gonna come into play later. It could. You made Heather sad. She likes to roll. She probably rolled really well, too. (laughs) A lot of you make your way north, navigate through the darkened city streets, pass by numerous bodies, some slain by other creatures, some simply seem to have toppled over where they were. You can only imagine that the Church of Phrasma here is going to have a very long, very busy time trying to collect these dead and return them back to their proper burial places. I almost feel bad for them. Nah. Almost. Almost. Man, Segura turned on the Church of Phrasma quick. Nah. It's a waste of time. The Somewhere far away, Sudi's offended. <laughs> for well, no reason. He's not sure why. Too bad. I mean, right now... And right now, Sudi's back at the Temple of Bass. Or, uh, right now, Sudi's holding on Yuris's hair, keeping him from vomiting on himself. And it's like, no, Yuris is bald. Yeah. No, one to, <laughs> no one needs to hold his hair while he vomits up from getting drunk. Yeah, he was drunk that night. Yeah, the... The lot of you make your way north. The next two seances don't yield much information. The third one, however, points you further towards the west. As this body, this creature, seems to have been cut down by an exceptionally keen-looking kookery. The blades hone to a razor-sharp edge and easily cleave through the undead flesh. The viper picked this body out specifically, seemingly smiling at the handiwork. This one directed you further. And eventually, Sagira's keen eyes pick out tracks. Hey. Okay, Fonzie. Hey. 
That's good. You're welcome. Not undead, but the tracks of booted feet of men, or potentially undead wearing shoes, but more likely than not men. These are curiously accompanied by the tracks of lions. Ha ha! That's right. Tagira says out loud and then looks at everyone around her. Right about what? Um, Share with the group now. I don't like your tone. There are boy footprints. <laughs> unless undead wear shoes and walk like normal people, which sometimes, but probably not in this case. With lion footprints. You know what has lion feet? Lions. Lamia. You know what's in here? Lamia. Haha. That's right. I, I suppose Lamia do it as well. Um, brilliant deduction, but um, where are they going exactly? That way, I point. There's only a single place in that direction of interest. What is that place? The Cenotaph of the Cynic. Oh. Is that the one where people jump off the top? No. That's a records building thing. Mm. It seems we have a trail. Well, let's not waste any time, shall we? Certainly not. Well, this will be fun. Should I prepare anything? You should always be prepared for everything. Well, be a nice little Horus scout. Those I are wasn't still around. much of a scout. <laughs> Isn't that what we called him? Horus scout. Oh, have we made that joke already? Yeah. Oh, here is, yeah. Yeah, we did. Didn't we call him Horus scout? At some okay. point, I think. Goodness. Ross is like completely lost because we've made references um, he doesn't understand. Do I know anything about the Lamia and... The it's been a long time since we've rolled knowledge checks on them. Like, these characters have never sure. rolled checks on them. Honestly. Also, should I roll checks to make sure those are Lamia well, footprints? Because I, I totally just guess. I mean, like, just about where... They're feline th- tracks is all you can really oh, okay. tell. They're walking like quadrupeds. <laughs> which tells I mean, you nothing. And not basically. necessarily about Lamia themselves, but about what the Lamia and the Acropolis do. And if, and if we know that they're, like, really them. into evil something... <laughs> I'm sure, like, it's been so long. They're really into evil something. Like, we, I knew some stuff about them, but I don't remember. I also don't remember who told us about them, because it might have been Unwrapped Harmony. I don't remember if it was Unwrapped Harmony or if it was Tetmanib. Might have been Tetmanib. Oh, Shepes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, gave us the lowdown. Anyone that, wishes, anyone that wishes may make me a knowledge nature check. Hey. Pertaining towards the Lamia. Hey. Fawns <laughs> nope. uh, it up in here tonight. Is that kinked? Yes. yes. Okay. That, I don't know how I keep doing that. You must have a divot in there or something. Magic. Oh, yay. Uh, Segura <laughs> gets a 14. Mm. Uh, Crucible gets a 31. Wow. I rolled a 2 for a 10. Planchette is staring off at something and is not making a roll. <laughs> Crucible. Hmm. hey You know a great deal pertaining towards Lamia. For reasons unknown. The- uh, apparently you've just studied up a lot on local creatures that may have magical uh, properties magical properties that may be useful in alchemical reagents you don't know the hate-filled inheritors of an ancient curse Lamia appear as lean attractive women from the waist up while below they possess the bodies of powerful lions even their humanoid features bear distinctly feline traits their eyes slitted and feral and their teeth like predatory fangs Lamia are attracted to ruined and forsaken parts of the world crumbling keeps abandoned cities and forgotten monuments all satisfy these deadly hunters cruel aesthetics particularly those in arid or otherwise lifeless environs furthermore though Lamia's favor decrepit temples they delight in seeing the shrines of good deities and ruins and go out of their way to bring hardship to thriving holy places you may ask pertaining towards the Lamia five questions Wow. Okay, then. Let's go with special attacks. Special attacks. A Lamia can drain wisdom each time it hits with its uh, melee attack. Great. Uh, it can do so as a melee touch attack. Not so great. Unlike with other kinds of ability drain, Lamia does not heal any damage when it uses wisdom drains. Lamia try to use this power early in an encounter, usually to make foes more susceptible to their other abilities. They also possess spells, although knowing what their spells are is a separate question. What are their spells? Uh, they can disguise self at will. Hmm. They can use ventriloquism at will. Thrice per day, they can charm monster. Thrice per day, they can also use major image. Oh, boy. uh, Mm. Mirror image. Oh, boy. Mm. And suggestion. Oh. And once per day, they can use deeper slumber. Uh Uh-oh. I am not a good high will character. This is going to be a problem. Yeah, three questions remaining. Ah, geez. Uh, Special defenses. Special defenses. Let me possess no special defenses. Cool. Uh, Special qualities. Uh, first off, they get a plus four racial bonus on stealth and bluff. Lovely. In addition to that, uh, it's not really necessarily a special quality so much as just a uh, almost a weakness, really. 
Uh, although Lamia are large size, its upper torso is the same size as that of a medium humanoid. As a result, Lamia wield weapons as if they were one size category smaller than their actual size. Hmm. Uh, I guess one question left. Uh, tactics. Tactics. Yeah, I mean, really, the short version of their tactics is that most Lamia tend to use their Wisdom Drain ability on targets to make them more and more susceptible to their ability to then use various charms, such as Charm Monster, uh, as well as their suggestions and dominations. Um, Alright, well, that's not going to be fun for me, because I am not a high-will character. So yeah, me either. This is going to be a problem. Anybody willful in this party? Somewhat. I'm a we, druid. Eh. Eh, oh yeah, okay. the druid's over here like, I'm good. Yeah, I was going to say the druid's going to be good. Everybody else, we're going to be in trouble. I um, also get an extra plus two in my saving throws against enchantments and divinations because I'm an urban druid. Nice. Sweet. So, whoo. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I relay this to the party. They sound lovely. Yeah, they're, uh, let's just say, persuasive. So what do they do? Charm others and keep them around as servants? Oh, maybe a little bit of that. Maybe just charm one person in the party and have them kill the rest. They need fen boys. Maybe. <laughs> it does get hot. So they probably took the boss's son for whatever it is they use him for. If he came into close contact with them, perhaps. Well, that seems to be supported by the evidence here. Hmm. They most likely would not dispose of so useful a uh, an individual. Well, especially consider how many things can be charmed around here. Not a lot of undead are charmable. True. Maybe they took him to use as some sort of guard. That's the only lead we've got, so let's say we follow it. Alrighty. Lead on, Sagira. I do, with my sword. You're already proving your worth again. I don't have to prove my worth to anyone. Hmm. And then I walk off. (laughs) (laughs) Wolf would lean over. Are you sure we can trust her? My dear, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> I'm offended. You know what I mean. Mabe is a creature of her, as odd as the sounds, word. While well, she bucks and rebels against society and structure, she knows how to work within it. She didn't flee our organization, she bought her way free. We have an exchange. She knows I am a man of my word. I do not trust her. But I trust she desperately wants answers to questions only I can provide them to. Supply and demand, my dear. That being said, Zephyr, Mm. stay close to dear Mabe. Consider it done, boss. We're on our way, Sagara. Wolf snorts under her breath and keeps walking. It's wonderful to see us coming together as a team. (laughs) (laughs) We're the the suicide squad right now. How far away is this cenotaph? Uh, Like a quarter mile. Right. So a brisk walk. You up for it, old man? (laughs) As long as I've got you by my side, my dark beauty, I'm ready for anything. (laughs) She, she rolls her eyes, but no one can tell because they're solid black and keeps walking. <laughs> I still never Crucible. get a response. I think she likes you. <laughs> Maybe. Crucible, Maybe. do you not remember the HR meeting that we had? It's <laughs> <laughs> not acceptable in the workplace. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have we don't have any baby girls and chocolate thunders going on right here. Not yet. It's like yes, that's what I'm trying to fix. More baby girls, more chocolate thunders. Oh, criminal minds humor. Oh, uh, that, that's a level nerd. I need to rewatch that show. Well, the distance disappears under your feet as you make your way, eventually beginning to approach the structure in question. The Cenotaph, even now, even knowing that the undead have been purged from the necropolis, the Cenotaph is an unsettling and ominous structure, a round fortress-like building, which stands apart from the other tombs in Wati's necropolis, separated by almost a hundred feet of flattened rubble on every side. For those of you who can take 10 on a knowledge, uh, local or knowledge history and manage a 20, I can't do this on local. I can do this on history. I can't do this at all. Nope. So, Wolf and uh, Planchette, you both know, the Cenotaph was originally built to honor those who had fallen in the Plague of Madness. 
But when the Frasmans created the necropolis, they repurposed it to house the atheistic dead of Wati. In the years since the Cenotaph's construction, the building has effectively been left on its own. I think we found the Viper's new summer home. Weird. I mean... Bit of a joke. Yes, but at the same time, this is all prime real estate if there's no undead here. The Pharasmans are going to turn it into one giant tomb. Oh, they already did that. Oh, we'll poo-poo on them. (laughs) This isn't exactly new news. Oh, I know. But a boy can hope, can't he? You can hope all you want. It's not going to change anything. Oh, you wound me. Every day. I begin praising Bastet. (laughs) Bastet, please protect this cat's paw from whatever is about to happen. I cast extended bark skin on myself. Bastet. I look at him for a long time. Do you have like a sing, uh, like a hidden like Bastet gang sign that you like? Well, no, I'm like I don't think I've ever seen him at the temple. He's not welcome at the temple. You know. Real quick, maybe I should have done this a little bit earlier. Maybe both for our fans, but also, you know, also for Ross. Let's oh. be considerate for Ross. Yay! Uh, sorry, I'm getting a little into the Viper here. bleeding out of you right now. <laughs> he missed the Viper so much. I missed him so much. He's a really good character. I just get to lean and make love to the microphone. Please don't do that. Uh, it's creepy. That's how you get the creepy sound. So uh, I quit. Uh, <laughs> seeing you. Excellent. Okay, how Uh, long did it last? (laughs) Who was on 30 minutes? (laughs) We had an HR meeting about that as well. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It was immediately after our slip trips and falls meeting about all the freaking cords in this room. (laughs) (laughs) No. You know, can uh, just just for Ross's edification and also for the uh, for the remembrance of our party, Jess, why don't you give me a little description of Sagira? Wow, been a long time. It's been a while. All right, uh, Sagira stands at like five two ish, mm. so she's short, uh, but she's swole. She has light brown skin, uh, which is bronzy. Obviously, she's been outside a lot. She's from the south. She carries a kopesh and a kukri both of which look well-used and magical. Uh, and she has a tattoo of a black cat with an intricate kind of diamond background on her left inner bicep. Hmm. Uh, she's kind of got a thin, angular face uh, that's ridiculously symmetrical, like inhumanly symmetrical. Hmm. She looks fake. She looks... She's got that Uncanny Valley thing almost in the face. You're just you're just a little too symmetrical. And she has uh, dark honey brown eyes and full lips with a uh, septum piercing with a little gold ring in her nose. Hmm. She looks like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see the... Uh, nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that any of the audience can see yeah, what I'm true. seeing, but yeah, still, nice. She looks like that. You can't see that at home? Like that. Um, yeah. But <laughs> you can go to our website and look at oh, yeah, the Sagira fan art. At Find Death. Pe- dust, da, 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 da. At Find <laughs> Death. At Find Death. <laughs> wow. That's what you came here for, That's right? what every millennial is seeking out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So feel free to continue your role play. Sorry. <laughs> Was there a problem? I've never seen you at the temple. I don't go to the temple. Why? Because I don't go to the temple. That's not really a reason? No, it's not. I don't think it's any of your business. I think it's really weird to worship a deity and never go to the only temple of the deity in the city. Well, doesn't everybody find different ways of worshipping? I mean, I don't know. I'm not that religious. Let's say the city is my temple. That's weird. The city sucks. (laughs) Maybe to you. I see a different side of it. I mean, I'm pretty sure all the sides kind of suck. <laughs> I mean, She's there's so worse cities. I like this. What's one good thing? You got a crazy guy. Oh, y'all, look, never mind. Secrets, I guess. We're being secretive. Uh, we're almost there. Wait, which crazy guy? There's a lot of them. I know. There's like four here. Yeah, like a surprising <laughs> number of crazy people right here. <laughs> I, I love the fact that, Rach, you're getting a chance to actually show your snark on this. <laughs> I'm just, like, dying inside. This is wonderful. 
I just find it funny because I like to think that Ross's character, because Ross is like, the city is my temple. He's like, well, that's kind of weird and everything. And then you say that, but then it's just like Ross hanging out at the fish market with all the stray cats, just like <laughs> sitting on the floor, like <laughs> surrounded by 20 cats. Like, this is where my congregation is. <laughs> I don't get why you don't come to the temple. There's so many cats. <laughs> we but there are cats everywhere. <laughs> Did we actually say what our classes are? I don't think no. we've actually no. said where no. our classes We are. don't need to yet. Oh. 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 We're having mystery yeah. this time around. I think yeah. mine's pretty obvious. Well, somebody <laughs> had to go be flamboyantly doing seances. You want to so. talk about flamboyant? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. So are we taking the direct approach? How many doors lead in? Too bad we don't have a bird I mean, that can scout. And she thinks about on Eurus. Are you sad at all? She's... Missing on his her. ability. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing his class feature. Okay, <laughs> uh, who's the stealthiest yeah. of the party? Not me. I have a 13. I have a 7. So I have a 9. Get an 18. That's really stealthy. I've got a minus 2. That's not at all. What is wrong with you? I don't come into the necropolis often. Why didn't you be stealthy? You suck. Well, I could probably scout the place fairly easily. Plunge at wolf, circle the building, see if you can't see anything of use. If you run into any trouble. Scream. Stab it. Gods, no. <laughs> Don't. We'll set up an ambush here, lure them back. Mm. She's not used to field work, boss. It was a joke. <laughs> Apparently people can't tell when I'm joking. It's a problem. I've known you for like three hours, but I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> You should prepare for danger, though, so if there's anything you need to do, do it now. Once we find another way, if there is another way in, we'll make our approach. This tiny little four-foot-ten human girl pulls up her heavy crossbow, loads it like a shotgun, <laughs> and gets ready to go. <laughs> why, am I, why am I thinking it's like, you know, a zombie apocalypse movie where you're just like a chink and just waiting for the inevitable zombie appearance? We'll be back. Or Doom. Mm. <laughs> oh, the game. Yeah, okay. the game. Right. Sorry. Uh, so you guys aren't threatened, so you can take 10. Mac 28. At 23. Okay. So Planchette just disappears into the shadows. Uh, now, how do you want to approach the structure? Do you want to make your way up towards the, the structure itself? Again, there's, there's not a single structure standing within 100 feet of this building. It is just open area. So you can circle around the outside from about 100 feet away in the shadow of the surrounding buildings, or you can try to dart across the distance to the building itself. I mean, I think we'd get a better look if we were closer. Yeah, probably want to get as close as we can. So you make your way out, you make your way forward, across the distance, both of you on silent cat's feet as you dart across the distance closer towards the structure itself. The building at its highest is perhaps some 40 feet tall, it has a large central dome and what seem to be a number of pillars supporting the outside edge of it with wide circular steps leading up towards the building proper. The entirety of it is designed almost like two circles, like a large central circle or cylinder with a dome atop of it and then a second smaller circle attached to the front that seems to be entryway to the building. There are a number of windows scattered here and there about, seemingly equal on both sides matching up to you're going to guess rooms or cells and large windows on the back portion of it this is the portion that would have faced off towards the west the windows seem to be intact uh the two of you may make a perception roll if you so wish i rolled a uh, 16 for a 27 uh i get a uh, 15 so with a 15 you know wolf you kind of keep an eye out honestly it's hard for you to break yourself of the habit of looking towards the city, watching the streets, watching everything around you, as you're far more used to having to be much more aware of your surrounding situation. This place is eerily quiet. For Planchette, you follow around the outside of this. You only notice a few things of some interest. Uh, first off, it's dim, but there's some light coming from the central portion of the structure. The part with the wide windows that face away towards the west. Just a small amount of light, like there's some candles or something inside of the building, not a bright light source. Beyond that, you notice that one of the two sets of double doors that leads into the center of the structure is partially ajar, about maybe a foot and a half. Do we have any, like, 
is gonna sound really stupid, but do we have any like gang signs like I get her attention where I'm just like, hey, look over here, look at the gap, you know, sort of We're thing. We're not a SWAT team, I don't think. I know, but I'm sure we've had to like infiltrate places before when we were stealing crap. Uh, what are you trying to get across? Hey, look at the gap in the door. So yeah. like eyes and then point. Yeah, it's a pretty simple message to you. <laughs> Wolf, she nods. wants you to go inside the building. No, <laughs> <laughs> alone. infiltrate alone. Shut the door behind you. No, just more as a hey, make note of that, yeah. so that when we get back, tell the boss that's where we gonna go, or one of the options. That's closer to the light sources too, isn't it? No, it's the opposite yeah, side of the building. The the, the entry is on the eastern side. I'll just go ahead and get, do either of you have knowledge religion? No. No. Oh, wait. I forgot this isn't the religion party now. Um, Segura has some of that. Yeah, so it's a building. Engineering? I do have that. Yeah, you can make an engineering check. Uh, roll a 19 for a 31. Nice. Uh, you're going to guess that the doors probably lead into a foyer. After that, if this is a holy place, that there's probably kind of a reception area, although it wasn't an active temple. And then there would probably be the nave. And the light source is probably coming from the nave where yeah. all the open windows are. So it's probably one big open area with some side rooms. It's not going to be like a bunch of individual rooms. You don't think so. You're going to bet that there's going to be a lot of large rooms in there. And considering the fact that, yeah, you weren't tracking, but Segura had pointed out those large lion-like tracks, you're looking at something big. It's not going to be in a cramped, tiny house. Yes. After scouting the building, we would head back to the others. A lot of you return back, make a gesture to... uh, to alert the, the Viper and your compatriots that there's no immediate danger. Your friends slink out of the shadows. Successful, I take it. More or less. There's a light. Not sure what's causing the light, but uh, it's nice and eerie. I'm sure that there'll be lots of haunts and ghoulies for us to come across. Hmm. There is a door. Opposite end of the light. It's a jar. Could probably get in there. Mm, most likely. And the light's most likely coming from the nave. We'd be going in the opposite end. Larger rooms, most likely. Well, they're big ladies. Uh, any of those who have knowledge religion may roll it. Nope. It's a weird situation where Segura has the best knowledge religion. <laughs> you have the only knowledge religion, I think. With my... So the best knowledge religion. One. Yeah. I get a 13. 13? Because I rolled a 12. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you don't have any detailed information other than the fact that... Uh, Knowing this, the Church of Phrasma, as well as the Church of Phrasma related to Osirian, uh, the fact that it's built east to west probably makes sense. Mm. Uh, life is east, west is death. Rising and setting sun. Yeah. A person goes into the west to die. Uh, and so having the windows of the place that is built around death facing towards the west makes a lot of sense. You're probably supposed to go through it. Mm. I don't say anything to them. All right. Are we ready to go in? We'll have to go around the way you found, right? Be the most logical course of action, I think. The door's already cracked. Might be able to sneak our way in. All right. I guess uh, let's do this quietly, huh? Hmm. Hmm. I look at the flamboyant, ridiculous man with a cane. I feel like I wasn't well suited for this job, but I'll try my best. Not filling me with uh, confidence. Don't worry. He never really does. That doesn't either. Just talk to me whenever the fight's over and everybody's hurt. (laughs) There's a potion for that. You know, sometimes people get hurt in fights and they might die if they don't get healing before they... Whatever. It's fine. He's not a spellcaster. I'm not. Huh. Okay. If we're done concerning ourselves over this, I will stay towards the back. I do my best work when not noticed. Maybe I assume that you'll be taking point. Uh, yeah. I believe Wolf will want to accompany you. Yes. Very well. Zephyr will follow along behind you, along with Crucible. If you can, provide him some openings to move into position, Mabe. He does best when enemies are otherwise occupied. Ah. Okay. The cat can flank with you, too. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I give her scritches, and then I guess... uh, He just looks at the cat, gives it a big old grin, like, hey. She's not into you. No, not not like that. I know, but she's also, like, as a... She's unimpressed. Oh, just as a a cat, she's just like, no, you're not... I wish I had some salami I could give the cat. Cats can have a little salami. (laughs) She would like such a thing. As a treat. Crucible's Uh not really an animal person, so... Get out of here. Planchette will stay in the back. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And she loads her crossbow. Cool. <laughs> and the bolt burst into flames. 
Cool. <laughs> it's a magic crossbow. All right, I'm going to pull both of my weapons. Oh, well, that's, that that's a little bit more fire <laughs> than wow. I was anticipating. That's too much fire. <laughs> that crossbow was a crossbow Not of fireball. bombs. I suppose then the, the lot of you make your way across. Hold on one sec before we get going. Need to make sure that I'm capable of shooting everything I need to shoot. Okay. She quickly casts some heroism. Are we even sure they're in there? Something's in there. Everyone avoids this place. It's probably for a good reason. As oh, that's a, a different rule I've found in my experience, where there's light, there's life. Fair enough. Sagira, would you take the blessings of a cast-out priest of Bestet? My favorite kind of priest. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Uh, I go on and cast heroism on hey. Sagira as well. I like him immediately. I was going to say, we know who who's he was a cast out from the, the priesthood for giving milk to cats. <laughs> That's not a thing. As That's a side note, cats are lactose intolerant. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that. The more you know. I doubt that that's how it happened. Mm. <laughs> I say, what is your alignment? Heavy crossbows use Chaotic dex, neutral, right? Have you seen how chubby these cats are? They definitely have milk. But um, but yes, yeah, so that'll last for uh, a little over an hour. Nice. And crucible. Perhaps it's time to be a little less flamboyant. Uh, if I must... It pains him so. He pull, he goes into his pack, pulls out an like an over jacket, and just throws it on over his clothing. He's much more circumspect now, with like kind of a mottled gray design. Uh, you're no fun, you know that. I, I mean, perhaps it's time to get that plus twenty stealth bonus as we approach this building <laughs> inconspicuously. <laughs> he doesn't That's... care about your change in wardrobe is appreciated as well. Even. Um, this guy doesn't know his class features. Damn. No, I know my class features. <laughs> it's fine stitching, by the way. Jesus. All right, he takes out a minute to prepare the potion because I didn't actually make it. Um, you really didn't I, prepare? I literally thought Jordan was going to pull, pull out a ghillie suit and throw it on. That's what I thought he was going for. Like, I'm going to put on this molted ghillie suit and then I'm going to crawl the entire hundred feet. No, I just mean like it's... it's, it's I wonder uh, what that bush is doing over there. <laughs> growing in the middle of Wati. Just scoots along like those rug monsters from the original series of Star Trek. Oh, God. Like killing miners oh, and stuff. Gosh, God, geez. that was an amazing episode. Anyway. But uh, yeah, he, he went out his alchemy kit, uh, makes a potion of invisibility, and immediately drinks it. Better. Invisible? We can't Lush. see you, so yeah. But you can still hear me. That is Unfortunately. worse. So can everything else, so be quiet. <laughs> ah. They all beat me to the good answers. <laughs> Crucible just goes silent and keep going with that. <laughs> As he flips he everybody naked. off. <laughs> what? <laughs> like that creepy guy in that one show that's just naked when he's invisible? Oh, in The Boys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the invisible man. I'll yeah, the invisible I was man. going to say that. Yeah. Kind of the original. No one can see me. I'm invisible. <laughs> I'm so naked. Mystery men. The party I suppose sets off, and uh, I'm going to need a stealth check from the group. Woo! <laughs> you get a plus 20 for being invisible. I rolled a perfect 20, so. <laughs> I'm well, good for you. No, actually, that is good. Yeah. Congratulations. Yay. This is uh, still urban, right? Yep. Great. Don't forget your heroism. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> what? She forgot her heroism. <laughs> oh, gracious. Yeah, I didn't really need it, but that's okay. Yeah, you seem to be doing fine anyway, but still. Every little bit helps. Right. <laughs> especially when I'm, you know, going to be Sir Clanks a lot, apparently. Aww. Everybody um, was worried about me. Sagira gets a 27, Ezra gets a 26. Okay. I roll a perfect 20, which with my bonuses is a 38. Nice. I roll a 6 for a 15. Okay. 34. I rolled a perfect 20 for <laughs> a... Where did my stealth go? For a 33. So the party crosses the distance quickly towards the building. You ascend up the quartet of steps leading up towards the main structure. All of it alabaster white seemingly almost glowing silver in the reflected moonlight as you begin to make your way up the steps. One of the sets of doors stands closed, firmly in place. The other one, again, as described, stands ajar. Even the darkness as you close the distance to here, you can see that at one point there were numerous dead bodies, as if there was a press of the dead trying to make their way in through the front doors. And then they all just kind of laid down and gave up. 
<laughs> sure. It's like, nah. A lot of you are uh, are quite stealthy. Um, even a 16 is not horrible. Uh, 15. 15. I'm no, sorry to correct you sorry, for that. Sorry, 15 is horrible. Oh, womp, womp. Womp, womp. You reach the base of the steps, back into the shadow of the structure. Yeah, it seems to be clear. Quartet of stairs heads up towards a building, the entryway, ringed by nine pillars that surround the outside of this semicircular extension off of the main dome. One central pillar stands out of the nine, slightly apart from the rest. So there's four on the right-hand side, four on the left-hand side, a central pillar, and then a set of double doors on either side of that pillar, seemingly leading in towards the main area, or the same room, probably. Uh, one seems to be more intended for an entry and the other for an exit. The entry door is slightly ajar. Uh, is there sand and stuff? Can I look for tracks? You can go ahead and make me a survival check for tracks. Can I aid? Yeah, you can make a survival check to aid. I don't aid. Oh. <laughs> How'd you roll, Ross? Uh, I rolled a one. Oh. Like, I'm an oh. urban dr- <laughs> Get a 28. We're Israel getting today. suburbs here. Mm. It's a suburban oh, Israel, yeah. No, Rawr. she doesn't. Okay. You crouch down. There are tracks here. A few footprints here and there from felines. Two? Three? The boot prints of some men entering but not leaving. These tracks can't be more than maybe a day old. Curiously, though, you see a few marks here and there as if initially you think maybe something dragged... But go and make me knowledge nature. Okay. Uh, I get an 18. 18? It looks like they're dragging something. And for a moment, it doesn't make sense to you. It's almost like they're dragging and swinging someone behind them as they make their way up the stairs, which seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Until you realize that the pattern is in a serpentine motion. Oh. But it's these marks are nearly a foot and a half across. Oh. No. All right. It seems like there's three of the Lamia. At least one guy. Probably our guy. And a giant snake? It's at least a foot and a half wide? Uh, let me take a look at that. I like point out snake squiggles. I assume I stealthily move over there. Uh, you point them out to thin air because thin air is talking to you. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I roll a 15 for a 28. Yeah. At least Weirdly, for those of you keeping track at home, these are the Sudi dice that I'm rolling with. Oh, wow. It's really weird. They just don't like Sudi. They just hate Sudi. No. It must really be that lucky charm that I bought you, Jordan. It might also be Rick's Christmas gift to me, which was a lucky charm. Yeah. They're magically delicious. <laughs> I wouldn't really. eat them. <laughs> not really. <laughs> there are serpentine tracks here. The pattern, the way it winds, it's large, but not as large as something like a, like a massive constrictor. This is the pattern of movement that you would usually only see in something like... A viper? No. Like an emperor cobra. Although in this case, this one must be 20 feet in length. Jafar. <laughs> well, it's definitely moving like it's a cobra, but it's far too large. Giant snake? Maybe. Although that's rather unusual for this area. It's not the weirdest thing I've seen in this place. Yeah. I believe you, but I've never seen a snake that big in this city. Nor do I want to. Are there snake ladies? Could be a snake lady. There are snake ladies. Uh, are you mean like? I mean, a, are there? I don't know. With uh, Jordan's previous role, you would be aware that there is a subsect of Lamia that are actually serpentine and not lionine. Yeah, I mean, there is a type of Lamia that are. Do the two types coexist peacefully? Uh, the snake ones are usually the leaders. So there's a possibility there could be a snake Lamia. That's in charge of the lion, Lamia. Oh, yes. It's just getting better and better. Hey, if it's a big snake, I'm pretty good at befriending snakes. Handy talent. Weird flex, but okay. When their upper halves are women? Depends. I do have my way with... No. <laughs> <laughs> There's I, nothing sexier than the slither of a lady snake. I <laughs> do have a way with women sometimes. So it's either a giant snake or another variant of these Lamia. Doesn't change what we have to do. Yep, we should stop talking about it, I guess. Go find out. I mean, yeah, slip through the cracked yeah. open door. It seems to be cracked open just wide enough for a giant freaking snake. <laughs> so it's like basically wide open is what I'm hearing. 
Uh, I mean, it's about a foot and a half, two feet wide. I slip yeah. through. Mm-hmm. So does Isra, because she is a cat, and her head will fit through, so her body will fit through. <laughs> Isra, <laughs> as Isra begins to, as you begin to make your way up, as Isra begins to reach the top of the steps, you f- see her bristle slightly. Her head lowers some. The hair along the nape of her neck begins to raise up, and her ears flatten down as she lets out a barely perceptible low growl. Kitty's angry. All right, they're close. How close? She can sniff him, so barely. Other side of the door, probably. We'll draw less attention to ourselves if we fight inside. Perhaps I might suggest the pincer maneuver. Hmm. Who wishes to go the path of death? Wolf? It's never really bothered me. <laughs> Planchette? Oh. oh, I'm already one foot in anyway. Hmm. I suppose I'll volunteer myself then. More of volunteering. Well, himself. <laughs> I think he's going to come with you. After oh. you, boss. Oh, no, no. After you. Ladies first. <laughs> I'm <you> ranged. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sagira slips in. The uh, life side. All right, then. Wolf will lead the way around to the death side. You make your way forward. The viper steps up, deathfully unlocks the, the death side, pushes that open slightly, steps out of the way. With a flourish and gesture to Wolf for her to make her way in. She would mock curtsy and step forward. Nice. <laughs> Sagira, you time this on the other side as you step in, and uh, go ahead and give me a stealth check again from the party. Much better. Aw, oh, baby! Don't forget your assorted heroisms if you have that. Indeed. Apparently I'm just going to roll 17s all night, and I get a 28 for Sagira. And Isra gets a perfect 20 Woo! for a 29. Nice. Nice. I roll a 16 for a 36. Very nice. Not too shabby. I roll an 18 for a 27. I roll an 8 for a 28. Okay. 12 for a 25. You all make your way up, split, push open your individual doors. Beyond this, you find a chamber with three columns which support the dome ceiling above. The fourth, which lies broken across the floor. A mosaic of the gods and the afterlife decorates the walls, marred by centuries of graffiti. And this pungent reptile musk fills the air of this room. As you step in, you can see that there are collapsed sections of the surrounding murals dropped down, scattered across the floor here and there, and sections of the domed display overhead that seems to show on one side of it kind of this heavenly display, uh, and on the other side this darkness seems to have dropped down into the room in large chunks and places where the plaster is scattered across the floor. Good, give me a perception roll from the party. Oh my. Are they undead? <laughs> Probably not. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Nay. Sakura gets a 16. Uh, Isra gets a 14. Okay. But she has scent. Okay, I roll a 13 for a 23. I roll a 5 for an 18. Planchette rolls an 8 for a 21. Okay. Wolf gets a 15 for a 25. So, Sagira, you crouch. Make your way in. Ready. There's a part of you that's still... You were there. You were down in the the ruins beneath the observatory, down in the the sepulchre of the servant when the blast of positive energy went off. There's just still something. You've been going to this necropolis for years and you just constantly still expecting, waiting for the dead. Your ear is honed not for the sound of breathing, not for the sound of life, but for that telltale scrape, that movement that jerking motion in the darkness. Isra accompanies along at your side, a half-step behind you, the towering half-orc figure of this fellow priest of Bast steps up and then flowing in at the the rear, at the side, in front of you. You have no idea where this invisible madman is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's apparently doing something. It's unfortunate that Segura and Zephyr You look in, and your eyes immediately dart to the surrounding corners, to anything like that. For the rest of you, for the three of you entering in the other side, you have a much clearer view of this side of the chamber and past the collapsed pillar 
where you can see the long, slender, coiled serpent just on the other side of the pillar. It begins to shift, its tongue lashing out, gently flecking the air. That's the only movement that Crucible notices from the far side is this flick of a tongue. But even Crucible doesn't have the angle to see what the others do. As the massive serpent's hood begins to frill out from the sides of its head, and behind it, the second, even larger serpent curled around a trio of oversized eggs. Oh! Eyes angrily as its golden eyes reflect the light brought in from the outside. God, that's unfortunate. That's and I will need initiative from the party next time. Oh, that's unfortunate. We could be like friends. You be friends. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.